Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome, Dolphins fans, haters, and everyone in between to your favorite show discussing the greatest franchise in sports, the Miami Dolphins. This is the Fins Pod. My name is Moose, your host, and it's time. The team travels up to Foxborough to face the revamped New England Patriots. And if you listen to the talk out there, we should be scared as Fin fans. Clutch your pearls, Fins Pod listeners. The big bad Mac Jones is coming to eviscerate our defense, and we have no one to stand up for us. Not someone who played above Mac Jones for three years. Not someone who possesses the exact same traits, but at a higher level. Not someone who will be making his 10th start, not his first. No, I think we're screwed. At least that's what we've been told and what the outside world thinks. Today, on the 100th episode of the Fins Pod, we're going to look at Mac Jones versus Tua Tungavailoa. What type of quarterbacks are they, and who should we actually expect to end up on top? This one's going to be fun. Let's get it, and let's dive in. I, I was wondering, um, it's obviously been a much different uh, preseason for Tua, for Tua Tagovailoa, and I, I'm curious if you um, can see that on the tape, that, that maybe he's a little bit stronger, you know, another year removed from the surgery and, and just playing with more confidence. Look, they played with a lot of confidence when we played him last year in December, so, um, you know, he looks, he looks good to me. I want to start this off by stating that I do believe that Mac Jones can be a good quarterback. He has a lot of good tools, which we will get into, and he went to a defensive team, which does bode well for young quarterbacks. Over time, in the same scheme, he can become a playoff-level quarterback. Where I'm taking issue is right here, right now. The idea that Mac Jones, in his first-ever NFL start, will outperform Tua Hell no, that's not happening. And I look forward to all you Pats fans in the comments letting me know you'll be back when I'm wrong. But we all know you won't be back because I'm not wrong on this. Tua Tungavailoa is a better quarterback than Mac Jones. He was in high school, he was in college, and he will be in the NFL. It's the reason that Tua was taken fifth overall as the second quarterback in the class, and Mac Jones was taken 15th overall as the fifth quarterback in his class. Let's take a deeper look at what types of guys they are, their specific play styles, and when you put on the tape, you really see just how similar Tua and Mac see and play the game. Neither of them are looking to make plays with their legs. Instead, they fully rely on the operation of the play and the operation of the offense, the execution, in order to find success. Both manipulate the secondary and try to deliver an accurate pass on time. That's their bread and butter. Timing, rhythm, throws. And let's start with arm talent. 
beginning with arm strength specifically. Perhaps the most incorrect narrative out there on Tua is that his arm is weak. Yeah, last season when he was playing at 65-70% to of his strength, coming off a horrible hip injury, the exact part of the body which creates torque and power on your throws, yeah, his zip was reduced. It was still plenty good enough to get there. He didn't throw many picks, so that lack of zip and speed on the ball, not too alarming. However, this season, back to full strength, with a full summer of building flexibility, he will be likely going to be returning to his college form. We saw that, too, in the preseason. If not better, honestly, than his college form, considering he's also gotten older, stronger, and just developed physically into his body. And when you look at their arm strengths at Alabama, it's clear that Tua has a more powerful throw than Mac Jones. Keep in mind, they entered at the same time, so technically they're in the same class. So it's not like Mac Jones still has more time to physically develop. They're kind of physically at the exact same level in terms of their maturity. It's just that Tua is a better athlete. But we'll get to accuracy specifically because I know throw power is really kind of irrelevant when talking how successful a quarterback can be. But if we're going to talk about raw power, because that's what everyone says, Tua really can't deliver deep throws. He sucks at that. Mac throws with his upper body far more than Tua. And in college, Mac Jones rarely threw passes, which traveled more than 40 or 45 yards in the air. The same is not true for Tua, who routinely sent the ball downfield 45, sometimes even 50 yards, with far more zip on the ball. If you don't believe me, just search top throws in college for each of them. Take a look at the highlight big-time throws. You'll see a lot of Mac Jones' throws are like screens out to Jalen Waddler, screens out to Devontae Smith or Najee Harris. Tua, of course, will have a collection of those screen passes as well, but he'll also have far more deep down, deep down the field strikes than Mac Jones. You will see great placement for both. Mac Jones has some excellent accuracy on a lot of his passes, but if, again, we're talking pure arm strength, Tua has that. Now, in terms of accuracy and overall efficiency in passing, you would think Mac Jones at least has that over Tua. I mean, why else all the hype? Considering Mac Jones had an incredible completion percentage back in 2020, a rate of 77%, damn impressive. Tua's highest mark in 2019 was only 71%, still great, but not 77 But playing quarterback is so much deeper than raw completion percentage. It's average yards per attempt, which Tua, you know, uh, had a higher rate than Mac. You know, adjusted yards per attempt, which obviously takes into account a lot of other factors like screen passes and things like that, which Tua had a higher yards per attempt average at Bama as well. Again, when you take a step back and look at the type of throws each of them were making, their level of skill becomes more evident. Nearly 60% of all Mac Jones's passes were RPOs, screens or play-action passes, the third highest rate in the country. According to deeper metrics, Mac Jones also had a significantly cleaner pocket than Tua. He only had to throw off-platform 17% of the time. That means 83% of the time he was able to sit back there calmly and throw the field, throw the ball downfield. And look, that's a stat which overall shows you how comfortable a quarterback's able to be behind that offensive line. And look, I get it. Some of you may think I'm cherry-picking these stats to suit a biased argument, but here's the thing. Throw stats out the window. Look with your eyes. Mac Jones can deliver a dime with time and a clean pocket. Most NFL quarterbacks can do that. Where someone is made into a star or where they show their struggle comes when defenses dial up the pressure. Force a quarterback to throw off-platform or while on the move. Tua is far more mobile. His escapability has been proven at the NFL level. And so far through preseason, it has looked much better than Mac Jones. And Mac Jones is going against worse talent. And that's where we get to the crux of this argument. Tua Tungavailoa has faced Bill Belichick before. 
And he won that matchup. It wasn't his first start. It was his seventh start. So he had time to learn from mistakes at the NFL level and get better at processing defenses, specifically complex defenses with multiple looks like Bill Belichick runs. Mac Jones, he hasn't played an NFL game yet, and he has not gone through his paces against complicated defenses and exotic blitzes, confusing fronts that Brian Flores will also turn up. And both defenses will be turning up the heat as well, trying to pressure the opposing quarterback. Tua Tagovailoa might have the worst offensive line, but he has a far better set of weapons. With speed on the outside, guys can separate quickly. Tua can find outlet passes quickly and stay out of trouble. Not to mention, this is Tua's second time facing New England, this time not going against Stephon Gilmore, as well as a new-look defense with plenty of new additions. Jalen Mills, Devon Godchow, Matthew Judon. These guys can be good pieces, sure but it's their first rodeo together. Remember when we played New England week one last year? Our defense ended up being top five. New England could have a top 10 defense, but we had so many new pieces to integrate. We needed time to gel. And so we lost week one. We didn't look great against Cam Newton, who proved to have the worst season of his career. So the same is likely going to be true for New England, who's bringing an assortment of new pieces together for the first time in week one. They're going to make mistakes. There's going to be some miscommunication, and Tua has the knowledge to capitalize on that. He has the mobility to escape and make plays off script if need be, and his precise accuracy will allow his playmakers to get the ball in their hands and turn upfield. Mac Jones does not have the same luxury of weapons, and unfortunately for him, the Dolphins made good with Xavier Howard, so he'll be there, another Pro Bowl corner will be on the other side, and a fierce front seven. He may be able to make a few good throws and some nice plays throughout the game, but I highly doubt that the young quarterback in his first start will be able to continuously engineer scoring drive after scoring drive. Not against this defense. He might have one or two good drives throughout the game, but to consider him going up and down the field on this defense the first time he goes out in the NFL, I mean, damn, that would be really, really impressive. If he's able to put up just 17 to 20 points, I think that's damn good for him. The same isn't true for Tua. I don't care that it's Bill Belichick. Tua was able to put up 22 on New England last year with Mac Hollins and Lynn Bowden starting for him. Mac Hollins, people. Now, now, right now, there's Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddell, Mike Kosicki, Albert Wilson, and Preston Williams sprinkled in there. All those guys would be starters on the Patriots. I mean, hell, it's why they signed Malcolm Perry, who didn't make our team, to their active roster. He might get a catch or two. Mac Jones will learn a lot from this game. He'll be able to grow and be a better quarterback for the Patriots. But right off the bat, if he's able to perform that well, then damn, lock him in as Rookie of the Year. He may be better than Burrow, Tua, and Justin Herbert. Can New England win this game? Absolutely. And we'll get into the matchups across the board later this week at how that could play out. But in order for New England to win, Mac Jones won't really be the story. It's going to be Damian Harris, the return of the Patriots' run game, as well as their defense getting to Tua for probably three or more sacks, plus holding the Dolphins to under 60 yards rushing, which unfortunately is the likeliest outcome there. But for the Dolphins to win, they can do that same thing that I just, just mentioned to the Patriots and win on defense, a, a low-scoring, grinded-out game. Miami's fully capable of winning that. But in a hypothetical where... Both defenses don't play that well, and this becomes a shootout. My money is on Tua Tungavailoa. And speaking of easy bets, you like easy money? Thanks to our new sponsor, MyBookie, there is just that. They're proud to announce their lock of the season. We got football coming on Thursday night, and if either team scores in the season opener, you win. If you didn't know, 
A game hasn't ended 0-0 since World War II, so this is a sure bet. Head to mybookie.ag, select the lock of the season, and if any team scores between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Bucks, you win. The best bet you can make is one that you can't lose. Once you check out the site, you'll see that MyBookie is also playing host to several exclusive contests, including their $100,000 Super Bowl contest, and it only costs $10 to enter. There's big money on the line this season, so don't wait to get in the game. Join now. To make some money and help out the show as well, head to MyBookie.ag today and use the promo code FINSPOD to instantly receive double your first deposit. That's double your funds to double your winnings. Again, that's promo code FINSPOD to receive double your first deposit and get started with MyBookie today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Thank you to them for sponsoring the show. And now back to football and back to looking at the Tua versus Mac debate. I think there's something being lost in this debate. People are projecting a lot onto Mac Jones because he's a rookie and he's starting for Bill Belichick. That was a concept, a rookie quarterback starting for Bill, which seems so foreign to us just a few seasons ago. So naturally, the sports world assumes he knows something we don't, right? He's been knowing stuff we don't for years. But does he? Does Bill Belichick understand the quarterback position at all? I mean, he was trying to move on from Tom Brady in 2014. He brought in Garoppolo to replace him, and it seemed that he was on board with the whole Max Kellerman, you know, falling off a cliff take. But a lot of us Dolphins fans also hoped that Brady was going to be falling off the cliff soon, too. But we didn't work with him every day. We didn't see him in practice to determine if he really was falling off. Bill was. He was making that evaluation, and eventually he sent Tommy Boy packing to Tampa. Then Bill decided, I'm going to bring in Cam Newton. And based on his evaluation, he thought that would work. Well, Tom Brady had another solid season, led his team to a Super Bowl victory, while Cam Newton had the worst season of his career, and the Patriots won seven games, two of which were against the Jets. Now, he takes Mac Jones. And if we were to go off his last two moves, this won't work. But I won't go that far. i just like to throw out the very real possibility that Bill Belichick is not who we think he is. He's a damn good coach and can make a winning game plan, but so can Brian Flores. In fact, he did that more often than Bill did last year, and Flores had a rookie quarterback at the helm while Bill had a former NFL MVP. So let's bring the conversation back to Mac Jones and how he should perform. Look, the Patriots are not going to ask a lot from him. Most of his pass attempts will be less than five yards, play action, or quick slants and screens. They're going to try to make the game easier for him by giving him simple plays to execute and simple reads. It's Miami's job to disrupt that flow and cause confusion, get pressure, and force the rookie to make mistakes. The real worry is Damian Harris and how hard he runs behind a damn good offensive line. We will need the interior of the defensive line to bottle him up because if we can limit the Pats' running game, we got this in the bag. Because I'm sorry, people, Xavier Howard did not go away. He's back, healthy, and looking for a pay raise. Emmanuel Ogba was a sack master early in the year before getting that nagging injury, and now he's healthy. Not to mention again Byron Jones, Eric Rowe, Jalen Phillips, and an improved Jerome Baker. Miami's defense should absolutely be able to contain this Patriots offensive attack. And if they can't stop the run then it's time for us to worry. Remember, like I said, the Patriots are bringing in a bunch of new pieces. Eventually, it could gel, it could work, but the odds of that happening the first time out are low. Miami's not bringing in that many new pieces. They're returning the same defensive core and defensive identity. Miami has to play sound football, and the main thing, tighten up in the red zone. Because I don't care if New England gets into the red zone five times. Give them five field goals. 
don't allow a rookie to make that right read and deliver a tough throw in the end zone. For the Patriots, their game plan against Tua has to be a lot more complicated. Tua isn't making his first start. Like I said at the top of the show, it's his 10th. Plus, he had months to go back and learn from NFL game film, his NFL game film, and see where he needs to improve. From what we've seen in the preseason thus far, he is an improved quarterback. That's pretty much undeniable. So, New England has to make Miami one-dimensional, not allow Miles Gaskin and Savon Ahmed to run all over them like they did last season. So, they have to do that, and then also hope that their secondary, without their best player, can shut down some pretty explosive weapons, and then they will also have to apply pressure on Tua to disrupt him and bring him down to kill drives. From where I'm sitting, it seems like the Patriots are the one with the uphill climb to neutralize our offense, while Miami's defensive unit has to just focus on the basics. The rookie going against them won't be able to do much more than that, the basics. I'll close on this. Bill Belichick, without Tom Brady, has a record of 61 and 72. I'll repeat, without Tom Brady, who just showed that he can win a championship on his own, Bill Belichick is a below average coach, literally below 500. He has a losing record. So why do we need to be scared again? I look forward to our Monday episode because this season will either be off to an incredible start, the start we have spent all offseason anticipating, or Miami falls flat on their face. And if I've learned anything from two full seasons of Brian Flores, this team when they do have adequate talent, never falls flat on their face. Like I said earlier in the show, we'll get to the keys of the game and how I see this one playing out in the next episode, so be sure to subscribe to make sure you don't miss it. For now, I, I, want, I don't want anyone listening to not forget this take. Mac Jones is good. Damn, I think he can be pretty good, but which, that does suck because he is in New England, and he does have that talent to be a game-managing quarterback, and for New England, that will work. But the cold, hard truth is, Tua Tungvaloa is better at literally everything. Mobility, Tua. Arm strength, Tua. Experience at the college and pro level, Tua. Passing efficiency in college, Tua. Accuracy on deep throws, Tua. Max a bit closer there. Escapability in the pocket, Tua. Ability to throw accurately when under duress, Tua. And most importantly, the one who's actually proven that he can be clutch in close games, Tua. I mean, hell, Mac Jones never played in a one-score game last year. He was never asked to be clutch. He was always playing ahead, and Tua burst onto the national scene because of how clutch he was. Look, continue to doubt if you want. Keep letting the past scare you from confidently believing in this team. But me, I'm ready for Sunday. If my heart gets broken, I'll be ready for it because, hell, this team has been doing that for decades. I've seen something different with Flores, though, and this new culture. These guys have no fear. These guys won't kiss any rings. They didn't in New England against Tom Brady when they won in Week 17 with Fitzy in Brian Flores' rookie season, and they didn't when their rookie quarterback led them to a win last year against New England. So why be scared now? I look at this moment as an opportunity, perhaps even a touchstone that we can look back to and finally be able to say, yep, the Miami Dolphins have arrived, and we mean business. The Patriots went all in on this season. They brought in all this money. But they've got this long-term feel now with Mac as their quarterback. I look at Miami, it's like, if not now, when? Mm. This is There's this window right now where it's, hey, we now don't have a rookie quarterback anymore. It's in the second year. We've got this great defense, got this player. Okay, you do all the things you want, yes. but to, you got to make the playoffs at some point. How's Tua going to be? How's Tua? Is he good? <laughs> I thought Peter King was really, really on. Like, Peter King was on one this morning. And he was. Yes, Peter he King was, was gone. And, and I'm re- I read his comment every Monday morning, and Peter King was basically like, I can't put the Dolphins in the playoffs. I don't know if Tua's good. Yeah. 
That's basically what he said. Like, he's like, I'm, he might be, but I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. There's no, no proof of concept. Like, <laughs> you go to Shark Tank, you're like, here, yeah. here's what we've got. Yeah. It's got we've got sales. But Tua hasn't done it yet. So I look at the Dolphins, if not now, when they have all the pieces, it's all there on paper. They've got an owner who likes to spend, a coach everyone respects, two new offensive coordinators calling plays. Can you make the playoffs? Yeah. That's the question, and I don't know if they can. That's going to do it for us here today. Thank you all so much for listening to the Fins Pod. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you always to Timothy Ritchie and Brian Guger, members of the pod and supporters of the show over on Patreon. Check that out. Links in the description or head to patreon.com slash finspod. Thank you all so much for the continued support. And please remember to like the video if you enjoyed the show. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, really love a review. Helps us out and helps other Dolphins fans find the show. Subscribe wherever it is you're listening as well, just so you never miss a chance to chat about your Miami Dolphins. Remember that the Fins Pod's available on all platforms, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and of course on YouTube. To head out to help out the show, be sure to check the link in the description for my bookie and continue the conversation with us over on Twitter and Instagram at FinsPod. I hope you all have an amazing day, and until next time, stay safe. Love y'all. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.